Good morning to all of you who are here and thank you for your attendance. Uh, it's been two years that we haven't done a presentation here um, and I'm, I'm very glad to come to a forum that has become a tradition now. Congratulations to Nicholas and Olga Bornozzi for all you're doing every year for this. Elinicon, as uh, Olga said, is, is a project that is going to put Greece on the map in the years to come. And when we say years to come now, we're talking about today. It has already started. But before we talk about Elinicon, we'll give you an overview of the company behind Elinicon and many other investments, which is Lambda Development. And we think um, this is a company that foreign capital could be employed for many reasons. You know, Greece has become very fashionable, not only in the sector of tourism as it used to be. The quality of tourism has gone up, as a matter of fact. But apart from tourism, we see many investors coming back to the country. Uh, one reason is a very pro-business, friendly to business government. And the other reason is that uh, we have more international names coming to Greece. Uh, for example, uh, we had uh, um, Four Seasons. Uh, we had one and only opening uh, hotels in the Athenian Riviera. All these uh, and, and other factors make Greece an attractive investment destination. And we believe that Lambda is one of the few companies that is best suited to attract investors' capital. Lambda is, is relied on two pillars. One is investment assets, operational assets. We started in 2005 by developing the first two malls in Greece. Back then, now we have four. Uh, in the 15 years that, um, in actually almost 20 years, from 2005 to today, we developed uh, all kinds of uh, assets, malls, offices, residential, marinas. Now, our operational assets are the four malls and two marinas. And uh, they produce uh, close to 90 million euros annual EBITDA. The other pillar that Lambda is sitting on is the big development sector, especially with the Elinicon project. We acquired the Elinicon in June of 2021. Uh, it's a huge project. The capex is anywhere between eight to nine billion euros. The revenues are in excess of 13, 14 billion euros. And the first phase alone has revenues of 3.5 billion euros. Big project is three times the size of Monaco. We'll talk more about it in the, in the slides to come. But what we have to take from this slide is that we have two arms. One is the operational assets that we are gonna most likely list as a separate entity in the year to come, and then the development assets with Elinicon being the flagship of our development arm. Uh, as we said before, Greece has become a very fashionable destination for investments. We think that we, are, we match this uh, capital needs for the years to come because, first of all, we have a unique advantage having malls in Greece. Why is it a unique advantage while in many other countries it's considered something passé, something that, that its time has gone by? Because in Greece, consumption is very fragmented. Uh, there are many neighborhoods that include many, many, many stores. This has started to, to change as more and more consumers like to go to organized venues. And Lambda is the only company that has organized venue, as, venues. As I said, we have four malls. And the, the other thing that makes Lambda, in my opinion, a very desirable destination, uh, investments-wise, is that there are barriers to entry that mean, for, for malls. That means they are, they are not large uh, land plots. It's not easy to get permitting, which means you cannot make more malls. And that's why consumption is going to go more and more to, to, to our malls. Apart from this, as we said, uh, Elinicon is uniquely positioned, not only because it's a very, very big, large area in front of four kilometers of coastline, but also because we make new residential uh, developments 
in a place that demand has grown a lot after many years. And demand is coming from both the eastern uh, side of, of Greece and the western side. More in the presentation about this to come. Our NAV, which is basically the value of the company, has uh, um, more than tripled in, uh, since 2018. We had uh, a rights issue of 600 million euros in 2019. But what is worth mentioning is that our recent 2022 figure that you see there of 1.4 billion euros does not include the value created in the residential land plots in the three years that we have acquired the Linicon. Why is this? Based on accounting rules, we can show in our books the value of our residential plots at cost, at the price that we paid to the Greek state to acquire the land. Although we have sold any residential apartment that we have brought to the market so far, and we have permitting behind us, we have all technical studies behind us, we have designs behind us, and actually we have started, as you will see in a video, we have started construction, the value of the plot in our books is, again, I'm saying it's cost. And cost means just 800 euros per square, per buildable square meter. This is the value of this huge project in our books. Based on Savills and their recent uh, uh, appraisal that uh, they did, this is more than half a billion euros not shown in our books. And this is not the final value of the residential plots as it's going to be developed over the next three years. It's what we're talking about today, okay? So, um, uh, the, uh, again, this half a billion euros is not included in the 1.4 billion euros. And in terms of um, pricing per share, uh, it's about three euros per share not shown there. More on this to come. Let's go back to our investment assets. These are the four malls I was talking about before. Three of them are in Athens. The Mall Athens and uh, Golden Hall are in the north suburbs of Athens in Marousi, for those of you, and I think there are a few here who have visited Athens. Uh, the third one that is in Athens is a designer, is a designer, designer outlet owned by MacArthur Glen in the past. We acquired it about uh, a year ago. And the last, the fourth mall we have is in North Greece in Thessaloniki. They are all modern, very, experien very experiential uh, malls, and uh, this is the, the, the proven track record of their performance. Even in the years of the financial crisis that you see in the left side of the slide, you see that our average EBITDA growth annually was 5.4%, and this was during the crisis. Then we had the COVID parenthesis, and then in 2022, we came back with a new record profitability, you see the 69 million euros have been done in 2022, and even better, <coughs> excuse me, in 2023, in the first nine months of the year, we announced results of 17% higher than the previous year record profitability. So the malls are doing well, there are many reasons for that. One of them is that in our contracts with tenants, we have annual increase of Greek inflation plus a margin of 2%, and we are able to put this and collect this uh, increase because the sales of the tenants going, are going exceptionally well. They are 23% higher this year than last year. And apart from these four malls that uh, we operate currently, we have two more malls coming in the next three years, both of them in Elinicon. As we said, barriers to entry don't allow us or anyone else to create malls in other places. This is good and bad. Uh, the good thing is that we are developing these malls in Elinicon. We can develop them there. And we believe they're going to be exceptional on a global scale. The first one, Vuliakmenis Mall, 
uh, is the largest mall in Greece. It's going to be 1.5 times bigger than the largest mall that we have currently. It's going to be a hybrid mall. You can do there uh, your shopping. You can also uh, utilize any technology, including online technologies. Uh, the Riviera Galleria is the other mall. It's a boutique mall. It's going to be sitting on the marina. It's going to have the, 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 the most modern and, and, and highest upscale fashion brands, but on top of that, the best restaurants and cafes in the world. We have actually leased 70% already of the Williagmenis Mall and 60% of the Riviera Galleria. Unfortunately, we cannot announce names for the Riviera Galleria because we have clothes that do not allow us to do it uh, until the end of next year. But um, as we said, the, the leasing is going exceptionally well. Demand exceeds 150% of, of the available space. The numbers I said before, the 60 and 70 percent, uh, are because we are very selective on the tenants and on, on, on the tenants' mix. We are very excited about them because they offer a different experience to the visitor. Uh, there is a lot of green there. there. Apparently, there is a marina and the whole coastline in front of the other. They are, anyway, you look at them, exceptional. So, uh, to, to recap. The, the malls, apart from the barriers to entry, that make them very attractive because you cannot make more malls in Greece, uh, they are at the same time well positioned to take advantage of any increase in the online consumption. Why is this? Many people say to us, especially from the United States, that, you know, what is the penetration of online in Greece? Uh, we're saying about 20-25%. The answer is probably it's going to get higher. And yes, it is going to get higher, most likely. But I'll tell you what happened in the financial crisis in Greece to our malls. Uh, as consumption went down almost 60%, I'm talking about now about 2010, 11, 12, so forth, so on, uh, many small stores that were located in small neighborhoods, you know, consumption is fragmented in Greece very much, sat down. So from every dollar, if I, if I get local, for every dollar that was lost from these stores that sat down, 60 cents back then were not spent because of the crisis, but there was another 40 cents that had to be spent somewhere, and they came to our malls. So as consumption becomes more concentrated and less fragmented, it's going to come to our malls. So if online gets bigger in Greece, we're going to benefit from this because we're going to get some market share of the stores that will have to shut down because of further online penetration. I hope this makes sense. And um, the, the rest that you see there is the other reasons that I already narrated about why our malls as you see in our performance, are going up EBITDA-wise and sales-wise with almost double-digit numbers. Just some photos. This is one of our more. This is the other one. As you can see, just, this is just a photo, but they are very vivid. That's why one of the reasons that performance is so good is that we concentrated on offering experiences in our malls. This is Golden Hall, for example. We have created um, a, a nice square outside where people can have uh, uh, drinks, coffee. There's a fountain there with uh, dancing uh, you know, water like in, in uh, Bellagio or like in, in Dubai. Um, there is music playing. And at the same time, inside the mall, we have an aquarium. We have a museum of Olympic Games. We have uh, family experiences, we have venues that offer family experience. So you come there, and shopping is one thing, but you can do so many other things that you have the, f the full experience in front of you. And visitorship, what we call um, you know, uh, the, the frequency of uh, uh, our visitors, is increasing, increasing, increasing. This is a picture of the acquisition 
of, uh, of our designer outlet, our, our acquisition. The other ones we had developed, this one was acquired. And finally, this in North Greece, just to get an idea of how successful this is, not only it's the unique mall in, in North uh, Greece, but it has become a destination for Southeastern Europe visitors coming from the Balkans, either by car or from other uh, countries in, in Southeastern Europe. Very, very popular. Again, with a lot of experience with outside cafes, cinemas, getting out of the malls, going closer to the sea. We have two marinas that are operating today. One is a, uh, what we call the Flesos Marina. Flesos is a location actually very close to Elinicon. Uh, it's what we call a VIP marina because uh, the owners of the because the yachts are long yachts uh, belonging to you know to the up to the mid upper scale. 300 berths, fully occupied. The other marina is in Elinicon. Uh, it was ready when we acquired Elinico. 337 yachts were going to revamp it in 2025. It's going to take about a year. Because it, the, the reason we're revamping it is because not only to make it nicer uh, and more modern, but at the same time to accommodate the newest trend, which is longer yachts. So we have to uh, excavate at some points to make it deeper, from 5 meters to 8 meters. We have to create some more piers and accommodate, as we said, longer yachts. So two marinas that are operational, because this is operating as we speak. And, and, and there is a third one that uh, we acquired just some months ago, and this is in Corfu. Corfu is an island in the Ionian Sea between Italy and Greece. We see a very, very strong trend for uh, yacht tourism in Ionian, from uh, Italians, French, many Americans who, who are renting yachts to go to the Ionian because the, the water is calmer there during, during, during the, the summer, as opposed to the Aegean. So we acquired this marina. We're going to develop it in, uh, in 2025. And in general, our strategy in marinas is to create uh, also an autonomous entity, like we're doing with the malls. We have three now. We're going to have more in the future and probably list them in the stock market. This is not a Kotokani marina, right? No, it's not. Yes, yes. Now, for, again, our investment assets, the malls and the marinas, just a closer look at what we already said. This is the Vuliakmenis Mall in Elinicon, as we said, 50% larger than the Mall of Athens. And this is another photo of the other boutique mall we're creating in Elinicon on the marina of Agios Cosmas. And you can see just, uh, you can take a picture because it's much better if you see it live, but... Uh, Imagine, you know, sitting on the outside there on the cafes, restaurants, do the shopping, and at the same time being in front of a four-kilometers coastline. When I was talking about the marinas, I said our strategy would be to list in the stock market like we intend to do next year, most likely, with our malls. So we have four malls here. We have created an entity that has just these four malls. We are adding to, to this entity the two malls under development, at uh, construction uh, value, and we're creating an entity that has a value today of about 1 billion euros, and we think that in 2026, when the two malls, 2027, when the two malls will be completed, the value will grow to more than 1.3, 1.4 billion euros. I see some people who want to ask questions. Maybe it's better to, to finish the presentation and then we can go ahead unless there is something urgent. Um, Elinicon, we talked about the investment assets. Let's go to, to Elinicon to take a deeper look. Um, there are people in front of the clock, so I don't know how much time I have there. I see a two there. It's two minutes or... Uh, oh, I have already done 23 minutes. I don't know if it's true, Olga, but uh, 
I have to, to accelerate if this is the case. Uh, Elinico is three times the size of Monaco, just to get a comparable, huge coastline, 3.5 kilometers. That's why it's unique. You know, you have a development there in a place that has the size, three times the size of Monaco, two times the size of, high, of uh, Central Park, and it's sitting in front of a coastline of four kilometers with the weather of Athens, which probably most of you know that is 10 months sunshine, very nice temperatures, and you're going to create from scratch. So you're creating something modern in a unique location. You cannot find it anywhere else in the world. That's why we're very optimistic. But of course, this is not enough. These were the physical inherent characteristics of the site. So we thought of creating something that will be a paradigm city on a global scale. Uh, we create a master plan that has everything and creates a 15-minute city. 15-minute city mean, mean, means that you can walk or go by uh, riding your bicycle within 15 minutes to anything you need, from your home to your job to, 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 to hotels, to, to do your shopping, to go around the park, to swim, all within a 15-minute walking distance. And you see shopping malls, you see the marina, you see the Athenian Riviera, the residential, these are just some photos. And on top of this, of course, the, the other needs, education, we have schools there, we, have, we will have university there, uh, sports facilities, soccer, uh, track and field, basketball, tennis, health and medical, the whole spectrum of a city. Unique, unique, very green. Half of it is going to be a park, about two-thirds, two-thirds the size of Central Park. We say Hyde Park, but if you compare it to, to Central Park, it's two-thirds, it's a very big park. A lot of green and smart. It's going to be one of the first cities in the world to be built from scratch as a smart city. There are smart cities. There are cities that have transformed to smart, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Singapore, but they had to adjust because the infrastructure was already there. We have the opportunity to build from scratch. That means fiber optics everywhere under the streets, and even within the walls of the new homes, you get fiber optics, you get 5G. I don't want to get too technical, but everything is going to be filtered through sensors to a central platform from which you can make decisions about you know, when the lights will be uh, on, when the traffic lights will change, and when uh, the waste will be collected by trucks. So imagine how effective this is in waste management, energy consumption, and water consumption. Uh, in the actually, in the next three years, we're going to finish a lot of residential units. We have brought 400 units to the market. All of them have been pre-sold. Maybe this is of interest to you, because now we're bringing another 400 units in December and January. Residential, this is the residential, right? Wherever blue in this map, it's residential. And the ones in the coastline, in the front, are the ones that are already sold. We're bringing more, though, as I said, in the next two months. We have done this with the best of the best, either architects. Uh, Sasaki is an American architect that has, done, that has done the design of the park landscaping. Uh, we have uh, fostering partners that did the master plan and the high-rise tower. We have uh, architects from Asia, like the Singaporean uh, and Chinese Aedas, and the Japanese Ken Gokuma. Very, very well-known well names in the world of architecture. And, you know, I, I'm hard enough, but we have names in, in construction, in, in wherever you, you can imagine. We have already finished a part of the, uh, of, the, uh, of the park. We call it the Experience Park. It's a very, very nice, um, about uh, five hectares of green space with uh, uh, fountains and, and anything. This is the Experience Center where you can see how Elinicon is going to be. It's a physical and virtual world, very impressive. Uh, people, foreign journalists say it's the best thing that they have seen all around. Next time you are in Athens, it will be very nice to visit it because no matter what I say, it's not going to depict 
what is shown there. And last, the first building symbolically that we finished two months ago was a building for people with disabilities. Uh, we finished this and already more than 300 uh, children with disabilities uh, are there hopefully helping them to face their challenges on a daily basis. I'm finishing. Before I finish, I have to, to, to put a final word on the numbers. The 2.3 number that you see uh, is billions. This is the value that is going to be generated in Elinicon, 2.3 billion euros. If I translate it in euros per share, uh, it's about 14 euros. If you discount this, uh, you have the other number, the 1.8 billion euros, which is about 10 euros per share. This is incremental value just from Elinicon for Lambda, incremental. And, and that's not it. All this is based on a very conservative pricing for the residential units. The prices we have in the business plan and are depicted in the numbers are only 7,500 euros per square meter. You see, seven, actually it's 7.8. So for every 1,000 euros we sell higher than 7,800 euros, for us it's 1 billion more revenues because we have 1 million square meters to build, right? And can we sell higher? We are already selling higher. Actually, we are selling higher by more than 50% compared to these numbers. And we haven't started our international campaign yet. These numbers, and you can judge for yourselves, are not expensive numbers for someone who is living in Western Europe, in Northern Europe, or in the United States. They are, saying, they are telling us, especially given the location of this, uh, of this uh, uh, development, they're very cheap. And you can see some comparables here. You see the price in New York, in, in Asia, in Europe. We have 7,500 euros per square meter, and people say to us, if you sell for 10,000 euros average, this is, this is a very affordable price. These are the units we're bringing in the next months, as we said, 450 units in five different developments, out of which 200 are being brought up as we speak in December and January. Last, and this is really the last slide, um, it's a recap of the reasons we believe Lambda is a very, very attractive investment opportunity. Some of this have to do with uh, our malls, some of this have to do with Elinicon. We believe the company is tremendously undervalued because the real estate sector is out of fashion globally. But this doesn't take into account the unique development of Elinicon and the unique location of our malls that, as I said, are performing exceptionally well. I hope I didn't take too much of your time. Thank you. This was the presentation. We're going to have the... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, whoever has a question, you can ask now or after the panel. It's up to you. So thank you very much uh, and good morning to all of you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank... Uh, uh, sorry, there was a video for the progress of works because it's nice to, to show all the slides and say we are doing this or we will, but only, I think, two, three minutes. It's two, three minutes, To show yeah. that, Let's you know, in it. the past we were talking about Elinicoa, something to do, a future thing. Some people believed it, many other people didn't believe it. It's, it's happening, and here is what is happening in, in, in the video. It's, it's really happening.
of the Riviera Tower Army Complex, while the building complex, which houses four associations of people with disabilities, has been completed. The works for the coastal residential developments and the sports center have commenced, while preliminary works for the construction of the largest and most innovative shopping center have already begun. One of the most important infrastructure projects of the Alinco is the Posidonos Avenue underpass, which will be 1.5 kilometers long and will contribute to the relief of traffic congestion on the coastal front. 70% of the excavation works have already been carried out, and the project will be completed in 2025. August 2022, construction works commenced on the first green residential skyscraper in Greece, the tallest in southern Europe, which will be 200 meters and 50 floors high, following the installation of 111 piles at a depth of 50 meters, one of the most crucial steps to the completion of Riviera Tower took place, the largest continuous concreting process that has ever been carried out in Greece. This emblematic building will be completed in the first quarter of 2026. The first building complex at the Alinicom, a benchmark for care centers in Europe, which already houses four associations of people with disabilities, has been completed and delivered to the relevant municipality. A new state-of-the-art sports complex, accessible to all, is being constructed at the Alinicom. Excavations have been in progress since July, and concrete works have already commenced. Top-notch facilities for some of the most popular sports will be completed in 2025. Coastal residential developments offer a fresh way of living, drawing inspiration from the sea, the sun, and the unparalleled Mediterranean surroundings are also under construction. The raft foundation casting for the homes is currently in progress, and the project is expected to be completed by early 2026. Preliminary works have also commenced for Real Men's Mall, a groundbreaking retail, entertainment, and business destination. It aims to deliver distinctive experiences to its visitors, with its premium aesthetic features, impressive infrastructure, and a curated selection of leading Greek and international brands. The following projects are to begin in 2024. Works for the construction of Riviera Galeria, the finest luxury retail and leisure development. Construction works for Little Athens, the vibrant new residential neighborhood at the heart of the Illinicon. The regeneration of the entire 3-kilometer coastal front, including a 1.5-kilometer long public beach. Development of the Alinicon Park, the world's largest coastal park, along with public open areas. The largest urban regeneration project in Europe is becoming a reality. That was impressive. Thank you. And. Uh, First of all, thank you, uh, a big thank you to Olga and Nico Bornozis for giving us the opportunity to discuss about this Greece success story. Um, and thank you for the comprehensive presentation. Um, I'll try to be as quick as possible now. Uh, uh, 
just the first question. I mean, uh, when all, everything started back in 2013, uh, 10 years ago, um, many people thought that uh, this would never happen. We see this happening now. Um, wh what is your feeling? I mean, uh, what, uh, how are you feeling now? Uh, apparently, we're feeling very happy about, about the progress that has been made. Um, we always believe it's going to happen. We just didn't know how long it would take. And uh, it is true that uh, there were times that uh, we faced a lot of obstacles. You remember probably we have heard about uh, the, the site being characterized as uh, fully archaeological or being a forest. So we're saying that um, it's okay. Yeah, you can hear me, right? Mm -hmm. um, that uh, probably you know there were times like when they said that probably the site is a forest or an archaeological site that uh, we thought this is going to take a, a long time to overcome these obstacles. Thank God we did. Um, the new government uh, showed a lot of. Uh, uh, willingness to push this project because you know it's yeah, a huge it, project, right? It I actually mean, took them 24 months to sort out yes, uh, yes, yes, all yes, these yes. issues, though. Yes, although they were very decisive. They were decisive. It took, them it took two years months because it's a huge project. You know, administrative. You know, you have to to resolve all kinds of permitting things. You have to resolve things that some of them were the first time that they happened in Greece. For example, we didn't have high-rise towers in Greece, so there were rules about uh, a five-story building that had to be adjusted to something that. Um, you know, for example, when you go down the stairs in Greece, in, in polykatikias, in five-story buildings, you have to have a window next to you in order to, to, to be able to escape. In, apparently, in a high-rise tower, you cannot do this. Stuff like this, but they were very much supportive of the project, and this helped a lot. So, yes, we're very happy and very excited about it. And, and how much uh, you think that Greece has changed as an investment destination now? I mean, uh, uh, and what was the role of Hellenicon in, in this change? I'll tell you, uh, honestly, probably Elinico has played some role because we have brought some good names cooperating with them, as we said, the architects, uh, construction companies, the size of it is big. But uh, to, to be realistic and give, and give credit to where it belongs, I think it is the friendly stance of the government to foreign investors that has changed the climate, not Elinicon. Elinicon will put Greece on the map, I think, in the next two, three years. We will start our international campaign. People will see what this is about. Uh, they will buy stuff, they will invest. But now it's very, very different for a foreign investor to see that you have a government that wants you to invest. And also there is stability. And this is the first time we see this happening in Greece over the last uh, five decades. Of course, we need to, to remind to the audience that the Hellenicon was one of the obligations of the country during the bailout program. Yeah, thank God. Because <laughs> if it was not, I'm not sure we would be here today. Uh, yeah. By the way, we're here today because of, uh, as we said, this. This was the old days. And because of the majority shareholder of Lambda, that who was probably the only investor who believed in this many years ago, in 2013. This is, I'm talking about uh, uh, the Lachis family and especially Spiros Lachis, uh, who believed in this in 2013. And for many years, you know, he was supporting investing, been there at the time that nobody believed, not in Elinicon, but nobody believed in Greece. It was a bankrupt country. So uh, I, I think this dream will come into reality uh, because of him. Now, going back uh, to, to the several sectors that uh, you have touched and starting uh, with the residential sector, which is actually the largest one. 
uh, you're going to develop um, more than one and a half million square meters of uh, residential development. Um, pricing is one of the big questions there. We as Savills work uh, on an annual basis in verifying uh, prices for residential stock uh, that you bring into the market. Uh, wh what do you think? Um, are you um, a price taker or a price maker, as we tend to say? I mean, uh, do you adjust uh, in the local market or uh, you try to create a new product and you uh, bring the prices uh, up? Uh, your comment here was that uh, you are even below the level of uh, the prices, the current prices. Yeah, I think you know this, and especially we are below the international pricing that an international investor or buyer of a house. Mm -hmm. But let me say this, everything is a result of supply and demand in, in anything in life, right? Not, not just um, real estate. But we believe Elinicon is a classic example of what we call supply-led development because you're creating something new, not in terms of size, in terms of, 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 of its kind. So until now, Greece was a nice, a beautiful country that people who would visit as tourists would say, okay, the sun is nice and um, you know, the water is nice and, and, and all this. Now is the first time that you take all these physical characteristics, we're blessed by the weather, especially in the south suburbs. You walk in, in December under the sun, you, you know this, and it's 15, 17 degrees. But we're taking all these physical characteristics and on top of this, we're putting the most modern in terms of architecture, in terms of smart, in terms of green. And you have to make people believe because at the beginning is, it's too good to be true, especially to be happening in Greece. And that's why we hadn't gone internationally on a campaign, because we wanted first to show these things that you saw in the video, and now people believe and they are ready to, to pay. So who is determining the price in the market? I think Elinicon is, is gonna play a big role in the south suburbs. We already see developments outside Elinicon benefiting from Elinicon. Price has Th gone up. Th that would be my, my, my next question to you. Actually, do you see, I mean, local developers are also trying mm. to uh, improve their product. They use more or less the same architects, not the international ones, but the Greek ones mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you use. And uh, do, do you feel that they may become more competitive than you, especially because you also have the cost of infrastructure? Look, um, they, first of all, they have they had the opportunity to increase their pricing already. Advertising on the back of Elinicon, you have seen it in, you know, you, you read on, on a paper, advertising saying, you know, this is one kilometer away from Elinicon. So, price has gone up. Also, we have some foreigners, who have, especially from, from the Middle East, uh, Egypt, uh, Israel, um, uh, who, have, um, who have bought uh, houses. Now, will they have an advantage? Um, I believe very much in the, in the cluster effect, because you increase the pie. Yes, you have developers who are doing things outside Elinicon, but what you are doing, and this is our target, is to increase the total pie and bring foreign capital. And you know, Elinicon has something unique, which is the, 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 the location and what is going to happen inside. So if, you, if people from here want to buy a home and they came to Glifada, which is a nice area next to Elinicon, nice area, by the way, next to Elinicon, the question is, do you buy on the zip code Glifada or on the zip code Paradise? If you can afford paradise. <laughs> of course. Anyway, uh, I'd, I'd like to touch uh, now the two commercial sectors which are also of interest. Uh, I think COVID-19, the pandemic, uh, created a new norm uh, in terms of uh, the office uh, sector. Uh, we have seen most of the corporations to follow the hybrid model, the so-called hybrid model. Um, 
at the same time, we have a, a rather difficult international environment with, with high interest rates and headwinds in the global economy. Uh, how do you think uh, that the business district of Hellenicon uh, is going to develop? Do you see interest coming from international firms that they're looking to use Athens as a hub for the region? I think so. Because and, and taking advantage of, of all these uh, amenities that you have just mentioned yeah. to us. Uh, I know it's happening internationally. Office sector is out of fashion. I know how these things come and go. But you have to take into account the specifics of every location. So Greece, Athens, I should say, doesn't have modern office space. You know this. It's very limited because most of these buildings were built uh, a long time ago in the center of Athens. And even in the north suburbs, they were built in the 80s, let's say. So in Elinicon, we're creating a district that there is nothing like this in Greece, not only because of modern office space, but because they're going to be around restaurants, a park, they can be in walking distance. So they offer unique elements. So I think the office space is going to be in demand in Elinicon. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this to say that um, uh, investment-wise, uh, the office sector will be successful, which I believe, because we can turn it if we want to mix the user residential and office and all this. However, I do believe that the Elinicon office district is going to become very, very popular. And in your opinion, what will be, uh, let's say, the position of the investors? Uh, do you believe that uh, when things go back to normal and uh, we'll see uh, investment yields um, to be compressed, do you believe that they will uh, start showing uh, interest to place funds in uh, the business district? I think so, but, but yeah, I do think so, because as I said, there are fashions, you know, the fans don't have the time to analyze every location uh, and, and see the specifics, uh, so they go with trends, the real estate, the material cost, stuff like this. However, then, the, when the trend changes, again, they go massively, and I think, as I said, uh, Elinicon and Lambda is very, very uh, undervalued for people, because people have not looked at the, at the specifics, and what is happening now is we are paying the cost of what is happening internationally, the interest rates environment, the material cost increase that we saw because of the energy crisis, so forth, so on. But if you look, for example, you see the Morse performance. I mean, they are going up double digits year after year, and people are saying, you know, Morse are not a fashion. At some point, they will look at it. And I think this, this point is going to be when we start our international campaign in 2024, mm -hmm. and they see a Linicon and everything being erected from the ground and they also find out about our malls, this is where the value is, in my opinion. Yeah, actually, this would be my uh, more or less last question, uh, touching about uh, the retail sector. As you said, it's not uh, many investors are not in the mood at the moment for, for the sector, but you invest uh, massively in, uh, in retail. Uh, are you prepared, let's say, to start, uh, um, you know, adapting all the new trends? I mean, shift uh, emphasis on experien experiential retail, increased presence of pop-up stores, integration of technology, all this sort of stuff. Sustainability, which is also a very big uh, chapter in uh, in this discussion now. Right. Yes. Yeah. The ESG. I mean. Yeah. For some of this. I like to give modest answers and to, you know, to have the feet on the ground all the time. But on this one, we can brag a little, saying that we were the first ones to create experiential malls, not in Greece, uh, all around the world, probably along with Dubai. You know, Dubai did many things in their malls, from snow mountains to anything you can imagine. 
Uh, and we did, starting with the cinemas, which was the easy part, but as I said, then adding aquariums, adding museums, adding um, uh, family venues. So you come to our shops and you spend most of your time in non-shopping activities. Uh, but now we're adding the, the, the latest wave of development, which is hybrid technology, uh, with all our malls and all our developments are LEED certified. LEED is, you know, the criteria for something belonging to the latest environmental standards. Uh, and we are at the upper segment of this uh, lead criteria, uh, smart, and uh, in general, have a good time to, to put it in simple terms in our malls. And the final, a bit challenging question from me. Do you see uh, an issue of potential cannibalization for your malls, one to the other? I mean, you are uh, undoubtedly the largest operator of uh, shopping malls in, uh, in Greece, in Athens. Do you uh, see any such issue? No, because the two malls we're, apparently, we have four malls that do not cannibalize each other. They have a, a standard mm. consumption. Yeah, but now, the, 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 the two new malls we're creating, Elinikon, Elinikogin, is in the south suburbs of Athens, uh, about uh, 20 kilometers away, or 30, depending on which venue you follow, uh, from the north suburbs. Our malls are in the north suburbs. In the south suburbs, there's a distance. And at the same time, in the south suburbs, you know this, there's nothing like shopping centers. There's only one street, one commercial street. And there's nothing. And there's one million people uh, with good financial condition. And also there's Athens that shops in department stores or in neighbor stores. And we offer them the best uh, malls in Europe. So, you know. Okay. Thank you. Conscious about time. Uh, I don't know if uh, somebody from the participants would like to. Lady, ladies first, as usual. <laughs> Thank you. Do I stand and understand correctly that Elinico is also trying to address the lack of schools in Athens South? The lack of? Schools. 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 Yes. Because that's a big component for any, anyone dealing with residential development. This is very complementary. Yes, and it is true that, again, in the South suburbs, all the population is large, more than one million, and can afford many things. We didn't have good schools. So we're bringing one to two schools, and they will have a double curriculum. That means the Greek curriculum, but at the same time, English, American curriculum at the same time. So, so yes, we, we address this, and I, I think this is going to, to, to go very well. And also we're bringing a private university in Athens. It's going to be the first one. Um, we haven't announced it yet, but uh, I think we're going to announce it in a matter of months. They are going to be private schools. There are public schools in the area, but we're bringing two private schools, which, in my opinion, are probably the best schools in Athens. But they are located in north suburbs, like everything else. Yeah. I, I cannot hear you. Environmental probably. issues. The, the environmental. Yeah. 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 How about the environmental issues? Yeah, we're very conscious of this, and actually, Linicon is increasing by 15 times the green, the square meters of green space per resident of Athens, because the, the park we're building there, uh, which is close to 30 hectares, if you add the green space all around the, 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 the residential, is, uh, as I said before, two-thirds the size of Central Park in a place that only had buildings, as you know. You know, if you, look, if you fly over Athens, you see buildings building white space, cement. And now we're turning this around. So we're very, very conscious environmentally and... Uh, if you have this. the experience of Athens, uh, the ex-international airport was like a white area. 
Now it will become a green area with uh, a large metropolitan park. Uh, We're recycling the material. I mean, we don't have time, but I could say sorry. about waste management, about energy management, everything is going to be to the highest standards. Um, Mr. Thanasi, thank you very much for this patience as well, the last seven, ten years. Um, I would like to ask you, uh, do you see any requests by big international companies like in the oil sector? I mean, we in Greece, we, we're going to have the new pipeline, East Met, and um, being completed by end of mid of 2026. Uh, do you see any German companies asking for offices, any French, any... Israeli, United Arabs? Um, we, have, we have not started our campaign regarding the office sector. Uh, Savils has done some work and some other companies and they say to us that there is strong demand but, do, but do we haven't signed a contract so that I can say, you know, we have an Arab company okay. or a German company. But most likely there will be demand because it's a unique space there. It's, uh, just to add on that, it's still, still early stage. Uh, and uh, we did a sort of pre-marketing, but uh, uh, at the moment we cannot, let's say, uh, commit square meters to anybody. Mr. Athanasiou, thank you. Um, a couple of slightly provocative questions. One on the total size of the build-up area. How have you thought of the total uh, number of um, uh, uh, square meters built? Uh, do you see any future further build-out? Because from the videos and the photos, it looks relatively sparsely built um, compared to the rest of Athens and whatever you could do. Obviously, managing supply is, is critical. You don't want to flood this. But And the second question is, the beach looks amazing. Those of us, at least in the, in the videos, those of us that have been there know that it could be even better. Is there something that can be done to improve the beach in terms of uh, both the the seafront, I mean, the, the sand, and the actual cleanliness of the water? Or is there anything that you perceive that could be done to be improved in terms of um, the environment there? Because most people in Greece would go way further south to go to the beach. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, now, uh, this justifies the term I used before, which sounds probably either uh, funny or uh, uh, a bit of, it carries a bit of exaggeration when I say it's zip code paradise, but, but, but I really believe it. And I believe it answering the two questions that you asked. One is the scarcity. You said it's going to be like this. Yes, it's going to be like this because the building coefficient is 0 0.5, and that, which means this is a very, very low building coefficient. That means for every square meter of land, you can build half of it. And the Elinicon is um, uh, 600 hectares, uh, six million square meters, the area, and we're building only half of this, which is actually less than half. We're building 2.5 million square meters. And numbers do not mean much, 2.5 million, 6 million, to the mind of everybody. What means is what I said before, half of the land is built, while in most locations from New York to, to, to Athens to, 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 a, to any European city, the building coefficients are one to two or even higher if you're talking about um, uh, high-rise buildings, right? So the scarcity is... Is, is good on its own, but at the same time, you have to add to this the park, which is half of the Hellenic is going to be green, and the water in front of it. And now I'm coming to, to your second question. Yes, the, the, the sea, the, the water there is very, very clean. Probably most of you know about Greece. The water is like no other in, 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 in Greece or in, in Europe or anywhere else. And we're going to have a sandy beach. So imagine you live in a, in a European capital, 
and you have the infrastructure, you have the transportation, you have the airport to fly anywhere you want, anything that the European capital has. And at the same time, you, you, you can live like you live in a resort because you, you can walk 10 minutes to a sandy beach. And you know, um, I lived for 10 years in the States and um, I'll become a bit personal here. And I had the opportunity to go around or to the Caribbean or to other places. And sometimes I was thinking, wow, these places are so beautiful. I mean, the Caribbean islands are so beautiful or, or Southeast Asia is beautiful. But then uh, it, it became conscious to me that Greece has a lot of what I call interactive beauty. People can enjoy it. I mean, you go to, to California or you go to, to the Caribbean and, you know, at least I'm thinking of, of the sharks and sometimes I like the waves but I don't like the sharks. Or you're in the Caribbean and you get a tropical storm every 20 minutes. Or you're in Asia and, and you have a bit of humidity. In Greece, you can swim. It's sunny, it's nice, no sharks, right? No tropical rains, no humidity. What was missing is was the, the additional human element, and we put it. What? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> they have even improved, by the way. Yeah, 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 they have been improved. W one additional point on that. Um, there are consecutive beaches, organized beaches, along the southern coast of, uh, of Athens. I mean, one kilometer away from Hellenicon is the one and only, uh, which has also a very nice sandy beach. Uh, so this creates a cluster. And yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I can tell you that the Glyfada beach was a natural beach. Uh, but they put some more sand. I went there and they are transforming the, the area, yeah. one and only, mm. and for seasons. This is important because, as I said before, we had the, the inherent characteristics, but we did nothing to take advantage of, of all good things that we had in Greece. Actually, we did quite the opposite. And now it's the first time that this is changing. Yeah, the, 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 the building development, what national codes did you use? The, the building codes? We, for some of them, uh, yeah. British standard, some of them British standards, British standards, because Foster did the master plan and the first high rise tower, and for some of them, we adjusted to international standards or Greek standards. And you know, in some areas like fire protection, for example, or earthquakes, the Greek, the Greek standards, standards are more strict than the international standards. For, for earthquake, for obvious reasons. Exactly right, that's why, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Everything is so modern, you, you can only if you see, you will believe, yeah. Thank you very much for these perspectives. Um, I was wondering, as you're thinking about both residential and office area, um, local versus foreign investment, and what your interaction has been on the government side to make it more attractive for foreigners to join in a very far away fantasy, I'm thinking, you know, of, of Hong Kong and, and special administrative regions, which is not possible in Greece, but maybe there's any conversations that are going into similar directions for you. Yeah, I, I, I think obviously you must have in mind that uh, the Greek government is uh, one of the uh, European governments, EU government, so they cannot, let's say, create a preferential uh, status for uh, foreign companies far beyond what is happening in other European countries. However, uh, what we have noticed is that uh, um, the Greek government uh, is now playing 
a, a very positive role in uh, attracting uh, foreign, both foreign investors and foreign occupiers. Thank you. Yes. There is an integrated yeah. resort casino. Uh, it's much more than a casino. It's like a Marina Bay Sands in Singapore, in which we're going to have a 200-meter uh, high-rise tower with a hotel of 1,000 rooms, uh, with a lot of entertainment, convention, exhibitions, and a casino. We are not making it. This is not our development. We're just leasing the land. And we're leasing the land to a JV between a Greek company and Hard Rock. Probably you know Hard Rock. They have a big development in Florida and another place in the United States, very big on entertainment. So we hope this is going to, be, to bring a lot of uh, entertainment and non-gambling activities in this resort. It's, it's very nice. From the designs we have seen, it's going to be unique as well. I'm afraid uh, we have to, to stop Hello? and uh, to thank you all. One more your question, your please. I think it's very important. Greece is different. It's got an extraordinary past. Can you tell us um, about the archaeological work going on and um, how the surveys went? If you'll have some kind of little museum there, um, how people will know what has gone there before, not only on the land, but also in the water. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, there is space and there is use in this space for creating an archaeological museum, depending on what we're going to find. So far, in the excavations we had, and we had a lot because we have started a lot of works on the coastline, we haven't found any archaeological uh, findings yet. If we do, we have a plan with the Ministry of Culture that is very, very supportive, by the way. Mrs. Uh, the Minister Linda Mendoni has been extremely supportive to our project. Uh, we have also archaeologists been in the excavation sites when we do them to make sure that if we find something, we take proper care and we carry it to the right place. Or if it's something very unique, we leave it where it is and we cover it with glasses, like in the Museum of Acropolis or in some metro stations in Athens. So we, we would like to thank you all for your participation. I hope it was interesting to all of you. Thank you. <laughs>